we're going down podcasting, a Fallout Boy podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin, and joining me until we die is Joe. What if we made an in sync podcast though? What if we made an in sync podcast? It's a shame that we didn't get this song like a week or two ago when we could have said it's gonna be May or something. Because that would have been, like, the ideal time to pivot. It, it really would have. The reason I'm thinking about NSYNC is because one of the music videos for this song, there are two. There are two music videos we will discuss. But one of them is, like, entirely just NSYNC, one NSYNC reference for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that. But I did listen to the NSYNC, so I watched that NSYNC video for It's Gonna Be Me for reference. And it's really good, everybody. I just, I just want to let you know in case you <laughs> forgot or you didn't know. Not only is the song very, very good, but also the video is very, very good. And I will get into specifically where the Fall Out Boy video fails in recreating its, <laughs> its, uh, its majesty and its technical prowess. Uh, but that's yeah, getting ahead of ourselves because we know, you know, we start with the song. Caitlin, what song? Do we have this week in case the dear listener has not read the title in the last two minutes? Well, dear listener, in case you, like me, are illiterate, the song is Irresistible by them Fallout Boys off of the album American Beauty, American Psycho. This is the bombastic opening track for American Beauty. Uh, it's a shame that the side A of that record like has centuries and the title track because i think that this is like the best opener they've ever made <laughs> yeah honestly like this song got, like bops pretty hard and like it bops is a very really hard opener. it so... bops so fucking hard y'all yeah it really does like i dig this fucking song like tbh i'm glad i'm glad that you do it's got such a tone to it like it's 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 definitely a wall of sound I actually, I think this is actually, despite being that wall of sound tone and mix, you can kind of pick out like the hint of chug, like the hint of like just in the way it's pacing itself. You yeah. can kind of hear where the guitar is, um, despite being a very electronic, bassy sort of mix. Yeah, and it's definitely like I would one hundred percent say it's very much like bubblegum popcorn pop, but like mm -hmm. they did it in a way that I think. Like, I think they captured the reason why people like that kind of music in a way that's better than any of the other stuff that I've critiqued for being that way. Because, like, it's it's not, like, musically that interesting, but it sounds good enough and bops hard enough that, like, it doesn't really matter and is catchy and, like, is fine mm -hmm. in ways that I think a lot of the other stuff that I've critiqued for being like that is not. Yeah, it uh, it's, it's the tone of that, like synthesized horn hit is it's very self-indulgent of what it wants to be of just like fuck it just like go just go for the silly unabashed way that i just really appreciate and then the whole song kind of finds a groove around that just like fuck it we're on our bullshit now mood Vocals fall into that groove really, really well on the verses. And then the chorus is just like, 
I'm a yellow bunch. Like we're we're in it. It's just high energy, and I think uh, I think they sell it really really well. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that like this is probably like the best like pure radio pop I've heard from them. And yeah, I just like genuinely enjoy it. Like, is it as good as some of the other pop music that I like like and you know actually give a shit about? Like, no. But mm-hmm. it's I think that's that's, it's that's good probably enough. A, that's a taste thing, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's also, like, I would say, like, a lot of the other stuff that I like is, like, more, like, or not even that I like, but just, like, thinking about, like, Rina Sawayama or, like, Kim Petras or something, like, when sure. Kim, when she's on, it's, like, I mean, there's if, more of, like, a craft going there, I guess, or, like, a... Sure, yeah. There's more complexity, I, at least. I, I, comparing Fall Out Boy's pop music to Rina Sawayama is, like, just incredibly unfair to I mean, it boy. absolutely is, but it's I'm just saying. Way another fucking com- weight class. <laughs> I just, I just like to. I guess I just like to ground that, like, there is an art to pop music too. Oh, certainly, that, like, certainly. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want it to just be like, uh, it's like you know, it's all kind of in the same realm. Because like, no, nah, like, there is shit that's like absolutely outranks and outweight classes this. But yeah, this is like still like boppy enough and like i like the horn stuff i like that they're kind of fucking around with like Mm -hmm. trying to make it interesting especially because the mix kind of isn't yeah it's very one note i guess is not inaccurate it just i don't think it's a flaw i think it just like it knows the its strength and it stays hitting that strength for the right Mm -hmm. amount of time yeah and i mean i think especially with the version with demi lovato on it i think they're like it being so kind of bland works well to highlight how well their voices go together. Yeah, we we didn't even mention there's a the reason there's two videos is because there's there's a two second, versions. Yeah, there's a se- there's a second single version with uh, Demi Lovato featuring on it. Um, and it's better. It's the better of the two versions. I am. I I think I agree. I go back and forth. Uh, there's very subtle mix changes, and sometimes. Her voice is uh, a thing I like, and sometimes it sounds like it still belongs in Radio Disney. Um, and that's, I guess, not an inherent flaw so much as a taste thing for me. And it's also, just like, like it's, it's, what is that called? Confirmation bias, perhaps, of, like, we're just too used to her doing Disney shit. Yeah, it's weird, because I, like, when I hear other, like, big pop songs of hers, I'm just like, I don't, it just doesn't do it for me. But then, mm-hmm. like, her on this track, I think... It, I really like her up until the bridge, uh, and mm. then I'm like her, the, her her tone of voice. It's 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 something like I don't know if it's like when she's on the chorus and she's just like hitting those notes and going for it. I'm like fuck yeah, the harmonies rule. But then when she's like by herself on the bridge in a lower register, I'm like I don't care about this in the slightest. Yeah, I think that's fair. I kind of agree with that. I just really like the way that her and Patrick's voices go together. They go together very very well. Yeah um yeah that's like my favorite part i think when she's doing like the kind of vaguely talking part i'm like it's fine Mm -hmm. i don't really like i don't dislike it but it's not anything to write home about either That it's it's honestly like if she didn't have that part, <laughs> like if because mm-hmm. because they're trading off. But like I think if she didn't do that or was at a different spot where I didn't have that problem, I would have no qualms saying that the Demi Lovato version is like far superior. I get caught up in that bridge sometimes, and I'm like, mm, not today, yeah. Demi. I think it's like I get why they did it because you know like she's a feature or whatever. But yeah, her voice is like far less impressive when she's in that lower register and she's doing more of like the like the talk singing, mm-hmm. which is a shame because when she gets those big notes, she's really really impressive. But yeah, it's 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 really just the the first two lines, and I think maybe my issue is that she is she's doing exactly what Patrick did in the original mix, and it's just like I wish she found her own spot for it. Smoke, smoke. I, you in, honey, I don't know what you're doing to me. 
once she gets to like the uh we're back to pete writing uh random french words for flair uh but once mm-hmm. she gets to the the third line which is mon Cherie, i feel like it's fine like i feel like she like it has built up to where she is um i don't want to say more comfortable or better but like where i prefer her voice to be yeah i could definitely see that it, it's really just like going from the high energy chorus to her voice in a spot that i don't care for in the bridge it's just like it's not technically tonal whiplash so much as it's just a whiplash that i don't care for but i wonder if that has to do with how many times i heard the song with just patrick before uh getting around to listening to the single so whomst could know whomst could say sonically speaking i think that's there's not a whole lot more to say about it it's a pretty steady back and forth between verse and chorus Mm mm-hmm the bridge drops out a little bit, but the flow is pretty much the same. The Demi Lovato version has a couple different production notes, mainly the, like, uh, it's in the mixing. I think there's a little bit extra production on I feel like there's, uh, I don't know if the hi-hats are more noticeable or if they added more or the tone about them is different. Um, but there's, like, a, there's, like, a, I, I don't know if it's, like, even to make Demi Lovato feel more at home or to make it a more bombastic rate or, like, radio song rather than what the album mix is but i like those touches a lot too even though they're pretty mm-hmm. subtle yeah i think i think that's what puts it over the top for me too is because i do i do think they i mean i guess i can't say for sure but it does kind of seem like they made those changes because it is like a feature and like a radio like a single mm-hmm. like that makes sense to me yeah absolutely and i do enjoy it better i think it being framed as a single mm-hmm and having those little changes, I think, goes a long way for it. There's there's something about the album mix that I still like about the uh it's not it's not really bare bones in any way, but comparatively there there's something about the uh less radio single that I like more as a as a tone, but they're both really good, so <laughs> it's Yeah, just... like both both bop. I just uh-huh. like I prefer I prefer the way that the radio single bop. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but, uh, yeah. I, get that. I think this is predictable for like who we are as people. <laughs> yeah, and I, the thing is, I th- I think the the single do bob very hard as well. It's very very minor changes. It's like trying to tell the difference between the two different versions of Immortals, uh, also yeah. on this record. And I'm just like, there's something to the mix. <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely something there, but you'd have to like really mm-hmm. like get in there to and figure I, it out. And I, and it's probably the exact same reason of just fitting on the record. Um, in a cohesive way that the producers wanted. Um, I don't know if Butch Walker did the whole record or just some of it. They're working with people. I see Butch Walker's name fucking everywhere I look on a post-hiatus follow-up mm-hmm. boy on, on Genius.com. Please sponsor us. Please. Please sponsor us. Uh, but I, th- I think we can get into the, uh, the, the lyrics now. The, uh, the very relatable lyrics. <laughs> Coming in unannounced. <laughs> Is a is a hell of a first line um, to open a, a song and a record on. Coming in unannounced, drag my nails on the tile. They want you to know they're there. <laughs> the thing that makes me kind of upset about this song is I actually like the lyrics, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But when I listen to the song itself, I could not care less about the lyrics. Yeah, there's 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 something about like the tone of the song that is very just like. It it's very very boppy and it doesn't really matter the yeah well the and I feel like just the way that like Patrick and Demi Lovato both like in in both versions I feel like the way that they deliver the chorus makes it such a like it's like glamorized and well despite and it being really about... it really like hyper like it like hyper focuses the lyrics of the chorus but then mm-hmm. everything else kind of falls into the shadow of that. Like, sure. I feel like the only time that I'm really paying attention to the lyrics is during the choruses. Like, even the parts where they're, even the bridge, like, I don't know the fucking words to that, but I can tell you the chorus words because they're simple and they're extremely highlighted. Mm-hmm. There's there's a couple standout lines that, like, are, I mean, it's the song is mixed to draw attention to those uh, in the verses, um, but uh, it does, it moves very steadily, so I think it's easy to get sort of swept up and just be like, yeah. A minute, and then you, and then you get to the chorus, and I think part of part of that might be the free, the number of times I've listened to this song compared to. I'm assuming this is your first time for the show. 
I mean, I've heard it like on the radio and stuff, but this is okay. the first time I've like really listened to it. Sure. There's a there's a couple lines that stand out that just sort of make it clear that it's about a relationship at least, which again, yeah. I mean, it's Fall Out Boy song. But so of course it is. But yeah. they've only had one love song, Joe. Mm-hmm. Just the one. According to Pete, just the one. Anyways, this one is called Irresistible. Yeah, and the the whole like first verse up until the very last line, I dig so hard. You don't dig the last line? <laughs> I hate the last line. I think it ruins it. <laughs> I I think it's grown on me in the same way that like uh all mania's bullshit has grown on me. But we'll we'll build up to it. Verse one continues after that first line. I just follow your scent. You can just follow my smile. All of your flaws are aligned with this mood of mine, cutting me to the bone. Nothing left to leave behind, he says. Uh, this feels all pretty straightforward. Uh, and yeah. tone, tone setting. Um, you want to keep me concealed just like I was a weapon. Uh, I didn't come for a fight, but I will fight till the end. This one might be a battle. Might not turn out okay. I love these. I love, like, those four lines. I'm like, one, relatable as hell. Two, just good lyricism, generally speaking. Patrick delivers it so fucking well too, mm-hmm. and and then it ends this uh this this these four bars with you you know you look so Seattle but you feel so L A. Stupid! I hate it. It doesn't. It's nothing. So <laughs> I just I I I don't. I wouldn't even be mad at it. I just don't like the placement because I feel like those four lines like convey so much, and then it's just like. Yeah, here's like a weird, very surface level observation about two cities and people. And I'm like, eh, all right. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this was what, uh, other than like rhyming okay with LA, I don't really know why this was I, like wh- how it, you wanted to cap that off. I think for me, it lands because I don't, I think the the mood of the song is very, like not taking itself very seriously, but some, some of the lyricism in it is like, I, I completely understand being like, oh, you fucked up a really good verse, Pete. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I feel. I'm like, this is nothing. Like you just you just went for a cheap rhyme. I don't know. I think I think there's like a sentiment to uh, it's weak and it's dumb. But I, mean, I do I think, think <laughs> that there's a sentiment there, but I don't think it matches any yeah. of like what has been said before. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is just here. Like, I mean, it's certainly the weakest line. It just kind of, I feel like it connects to the mood of the chorus in a way but just because like con- connecting the unserious lyrical tone to these the sonic tone of the song being kind of like self-indulgent um it doesn't bother me but i do think you are extremely valid yeah it just it makes me mad it makes me big mad mm-hmm. the annotation for that says it's a little similar to a different fallout boy song great uh, great um I've got all this ringing in my ears and on my fingers from uh, Infinity and High. Apparently, there's a lyric that's New York eyes, Chicago thighs. Chicago thighs, yeah. Oh. And it's done better. Mm-hmm. Shocker, because Infinity on High is better. <laughs> uh, then we get the chorus, and then it's just... The chorus is basic as fuck. Yeah, I love it. But... It's, it, it's fine because it's, uh, it, it sells itself sonically, I think. Yeah, I think that it's more about highlighting, like, Patrick's voice and then Demi's voice when she's on it, as opposed to, like, trying to be anything, like, deep. Mm-hmm. Also, again, be relatable. Yeah, uh, I love the way you hurt me. It's irresistible. Oh, yeah, says Patrick. Slash Demi Lovato. I love the way you hurt me is actually, like, the music kind of drops out before the rest of the chorus kicks in. And it was kind of, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that's technically the chorus, because it's repeated mm-hmm. at the beginning. And that's it. I mean, he says that. He says baby at the at the end of uh bars four and six. Um sounds good. I'm honestly I'm honestly in I just now realized that at in the, at least in the first one, they only say it's irresistible once. Which I yeah. don't know why that's interesting to me. It just kind of is. Cause like it's the title of the song, but yeah, every chorus they only say it once. Yeah, he just really holds that last syllable of the word. And then when he goes to Singing, singing out the word yeah a lot. He holds it in the exact same sort of way. Um, but yeah, no, it's just irresistible once. The, the repeated, they repeat I love the way a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds good. Just gave a thumbs up to myself. 
<laughs> so you know how I feel. Uh, just th- this is this is gets one thumb, two thumbs up out of two thumbs that I have to put up. Also, two is the number of the verse that we're going on to now. Uh, <laughs> you all right? I just, I don't know why, but that struck me as like terribly funny. You just like <laughs> having to explain yourself out of that and then also find a way to transition it. It's <laughs> very You're, funny. Anyway. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for appreciating my craft. I always appreciate your craft, Joe. That's why this show works. Uh, verse two. I'm gonna get you to burst, just like you were a bubble. Frame me up on your wall, just to keep me out of trouble. Like a moth getting trapped in the light by fixation. Truly free love, baby, I'm fucking no inflation. Too many war wounds and not enough wars. Too few rounds in the ring and not enough set of scores. Too many shocks, not enough blood in the waves. You know I give my love up for Just like you were a bubble. Wink emoticon. Wink. F- frame me up <laughs> on your wall uh, just to keep me out of trouble. I think that really. I par- love that line. It's, it's, that it's line really good. That rules. The lyricism on the song kind of fucking rules. Uh, that like as a like perfect pair to keep me concealed just like I was a weapon. Yeah. There's there's it's it's interesting how Pete sells a very specific mood with like really easy to read metaphors um that like there's like pete still pete still has nuance and i can't believe it <laughs> it's so much better when he goes i feel like when he tries to get so overcomplicated that's when i get so furious like when he just does a straightforward metaphor mm-hmm. he does it so well and i just wish that he would stick with that there's some spots Especially on Finally Ado, where I think the over-the-top extrapolated bullshit really lands. But I think that it does work in that case, but I think that's... On the whole, he is... I think that album is a yeah, moment, and I think absolutely. that on the whole, it's kind of he's kind of bullshitty with that, and I wish that he wouldn't be. Yeah, I think on the whole, this type of lyricism is like easily his like just quickest flex, and it's just like, damn, Pete. Yeah, Back it's at it again. so good. And like, I'm just like, just do this. Uh, and the, the follow up, like a moth getting trapped in the light by fixation uh, yeah! is also. <laughs> there it is, everybody. We did it. Uh, uh, this is our new form of music critique where we just say, damn, Pete. Same or hat. I just scream yes and yeah over <laughs> and over again. Like this whole thing is fucking. Mm hmm good especially because he doesn't ruin it with the last line yeah it's it's real good everybody uh yeah the 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 way he so good uh so good the way he portrays this like emotion of like uh i mean fixation is is a really good word for it that he uses um in all these like really succinct metaphors that like say a lot without him explaining it in the whole four lines is just like a bunch of like vignettes that are so apt at any given yeah, moment. Yeah, and everything fits the tone and like what he's clearly trying to convey. Mm-hmm. And like none of the vignettes feel like they're stepping on each other. 
you know? Yeah. Like, it all feels like it flows together in, like, a nice little, like, short film. Yeah, absolutely. I, I super agree in the anthology of Pete's metaphors in this song. And then, like, what's interesting about verse two is I think he still has that moment where he's just, like, drops a silly punchline and it I, it works because he does it in the middle of the verse. Mm-hmm. Where he, he, the fourth one is, uh, truly free, love it, baby, I'm talking no inflation. <laughs> where, he, where he gets that, like, cheesy rap punchline and I don't feel like it fucks up the, I don't, I don't feel like it cheapens the, no. the verse. Um, and, and the music, the music drops out for it and it's fine, but yeah, well, and I feel like it also goes well and like, like that's a rhyme that's good enough that I'm like fixation inflation. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, and like, it does a good job. I feel like of like transitioning it into the second half of the verse. So I'm not mad about it. Yeah. There's something about it being immediately followed up with like, um, consistently more good bars, like, uh, too many war wounds, but not enough wars is uh is is good as well it reminds me of um this is a weird comparison but uh back when kanye was good um i i think a lot about the i think it's the second verse of power where the first like four or maybe it's the first half of the verse but the first four or so bars are like really straightforward and dumb and then he like just starts doing some of his most like complex shit immediately like in the same verse and like that progression is something i find really interesting and it, I think this is an uh, interesting, like, the back and forth feels like a, it, I think it's hard to nail, like, in the first verse ending on, a, like, a, a more straight, like, a more straightforward silly line that isn't, like, a, like, it, it's not a particularly strong rhyme or lyric or, like, metaphor or whatever, so it's like, oh, well, whatever. But then, like, dropping that silly thing in the middle and then following it up with, like, more succinct lyricism, I think, lands really well with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to quote Mariah Carey, as far as uh, Kanye West goes, I don't know her, but I I understand what you're saying, uh-huh. like, theoretically. Hypothetically. I mean, I just, like, I this isn't even me being shitty. I just genuinely have never really <laughs> listened to Kanye West, even back when people thought he was good. There are some good songs. I think I've heard that. I haven't listened out of a sort of moral decision in a very long time. Uh, I would probably still think Twisted Fantasy is a good record, but maybe not anymore. Uh, Power is probably still an alright song. Who could say? I don't know. Not me. <laughs> too many war wounds, but not enough wars. Uh, love too it. few, too few rounds in the ring, and not enough settled scores. I love that. And then uh, too many sharks, not enough blood in the waves. It's like three different ways to um to like represent like. Like, think whether it be like things not having closure, or like for me, it really paints this picture of like uh having like arguments with a significant other, and you don't resolve them, you just like ignore them, and then like like you've had all these fights, but like nothing ever happens, and you just get madder and madder. Yeah, and see, I and see, I read it differently, which I think is good, because like for me, this song is this song is literally me. As a person dating, generally, I feel in the way that I read it, where it's like... You mean irresistible. Damn. Look at you, Joe. Uh, (laughs) No, I mean being a fucking idiot. Um, (laughs) Yours was nicer. Um, No, because, like, like the whole, I love the way you hurt me, and, like, I love, like, the the truly free, uh, that kind of thing, of, like, I am always the person who's, like half dating people and then like mm-hmm. getting catching feelings for people who like will not catch them back and like these lyrics convey a lot of that to me of like too many war wounds but not enough or and not enough wars of like yeah being hurt a lot when there's nothing there to yeah to or like happen. you shouldn't be as fucked up as you are considering that like technically nothing really is happening like yeah there's there's something being conveyed there about like it's like it, he could have put a line like it, the only reason it's like not more succinct that for me is like there was a line about like being like let down by something you'd projected yourself or something like that. Yeah. Or at least like or like I got it so hard to describe. But yeah, yeah, like, you know, there's that weird just like gray area of like dating someone but not like being partners or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like if you get too attached in that space, it fucking sucks. 
Sure do. And, and so, like, I'm like, I identify so hard with the line of, like, too many war wounds and not enough wars. Because I'm like, yeah, there's yeah. been way too many times where I'm, like, way too fucked up over someone when, like, really there's no reason to be. Mm-hmm. There's a... Man, just, like, the lyricism in this verse in general is really good. Because I'm sitting here thinking about uh, the repetition of all of these, starting with the word two, is, like, uh, simple, but it works. Uh, but the internal rhyme of like war wounds, uh, and then rounds in the ring, and then settled scores being followed up by sharks. Mm-hmm. It's and just I like good. that it feels like it feels cascading in meaning, if that makes sense. Because like, mm-hmm. like too many war wounds, not enough wars, does not convey the same thing that too many rounds or too few rounds in the rings and not enough settled scores does. Like each one kind of is saying something just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. About, but they're like, like they're the so clearly of, uh, like they're related clearly yeah. yeah but like it's like it, it i feel like it just like captures all the ways that like like any kind of relationship but especially the kind of relationship that i've been describing can like <laughs> fuck you up yeah too many too many sharks and none to flood in the waves is considerably like separate from those first two but um mm-hmm. on top of like what they're describing being um related if not the same thing but like clearly connected the way the lyrics are structured like nail that in really really effectively yeah it's real good it's super fucking good <laughs> it's really good y'all we are out here hyping up a post hiatus fallout boy song particularly off a record that gets like our worst opinions <laughs> i know it's wild i was not expecting today when i was like oh fuck i have to listen to irresistible today i was mm-hmm. not expecting to like it as much as i do but I really fucking like it. And I do think it's a shame, kind of, that, like, the verses themselves are not given more, like, attention in the song itself. Because they're fucking good. They're really good. I think, um, I, I think the, like, subtle isn't the right word. But I think the, um, restraint that they have is something that I really appreciate in contrast to the bombastic chorus. Because I think there's something to that, like, ebb and, like, why isn't the song a mania? There's something to that ebb and flow of like um like the 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 restrained low-key uh choruses that have all the rationale and like the explaining all the problems and then this over-the-top bombastic chorus that's talking about loving it anyway and being unable to resist it i think that sells a really really effective like mood and like tone i like the concept of it i think i like it in practice in the actual song a little bit less just because like Mm -hmm. what we were talking about earlier where like because of the way that the song is mixed and the way that, like, it's performed, I just don't, like, when I'm listening to it, I just don't give a shit about the verses. Which sucks, because the verses fucking rule. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate how it does it, but I, I do get what you're saying and where you're coming from. Like, I just wish there was a little bit more to highlight, because, it, like, it's it's genuinely such good lyricism from Pete on an album where that's not generally true. Mm-hmm. And I just wish, and especially because it's a fucking bomb opener, too. I'm like, please. It's so good. Like, this just, like, I understand the need for subtlety, but I feel like they just <laughs> miss the I, mark a I little writer, bit. I know writers who use subtext and they're all cowards. <laughs> me. That's me. <laughs> it's a quote from me. Um. <laughs> the, uh, the last line of verse two is, I know, or you know I give my love a, a four-letter name. A f-f-four-letter um, name. F-f-four-letter name. Which is fuck, obviously. Probably. I Like, probably? I was joking, but also I do think that's what it is, especially because of the f-f-f-f. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this essay, I will. <laughs> yeah. That patented Pete wins vagueness. But then it goes back into the chorus. It's there again. Uh, I do like the annotation. There's an annotation uh, on that last line that like describes a couple different ways you could describe it. Notably not fuck. Uh, but I do like there's a comment on it with more upvotes than the annotation that says, well, if we take it literally, maybe the four-letter name could be Pete. I just love... They're not wrong. (laughs) God, I love this one annotation that just says, as Pete Wentz said on the Fallout Boy website... (laughs) Why have we never looked at the Fallout Boy website? I don't know. Are there forums? Can we get into the... We should find out. Anyway, sometimes it's hard not to love what can hurt us the most. 
something about relationship pain can be strangely addictive at times as the abused person wow this escalated quickly uh, uh latches onto and craves the rare good times in the relationship fuck that got dark a similar thing theme is explored in love the way you lie by eminem and rihanna i would never compare this song to that song but me either i don't think that that's exploring the same themes i'm nope. just gonna say you heard it here first, everybody. We've made our claim. They are different songs. I, yep. <laughs> I mean, they are literally different songs, but also I yes. would say they are exploring very different very things. Very different things. The bridge. We we move on from the chorus into the bridge. Uh, your secondhand smoke. Secondhand smoke. I breathe you in, but honey, I don't know what you're doing to me, Moncherie. Uh, But the truth catches up with us eventually. That's pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah. Does like to throw in a Moncherie. The bridge continues. I already said the truth catches up with us eventually. But after that, uh, try to say live, live and let live. But I'm no good at good. I'm no good good at lip service. I hate that part. It doesn't go very well. The the repetition of. Of good. good. Yeah, yeah, I guess like there's there's something about the the way he delivers it where it doesn't stand out as weird to me, but like reading it. I'm like, because <laughs> it, it, the way he sings it, it's very clear that it's just like, it's not like Griffin Mackerel voice, good, good lip service, but it's, uh, it is like hard not to just say it, say it that way <laughs> yeah. as I'm reading it, except it, I'm no good at lip service, except when I'm yours, me more. Uh, now, now he's doing it in Spanish. I'm coming for you and I'm making war, which is like a all right way of like evoking the make love, not war thing. Like mm -hmm. I'm doing the, the war this time. I'm doing that war. Oh, anyways, that's it. It goes back to the chorus again and it's still pretty good. I agree. I'm sorry. I don't have anything else. Yeah, no, we're good. We did it. Um, this is like a the length of a normal episode. And we have two videos to talk about. Oh my god, I'm we're ready, Joe. I'm ready. Put me in, Coach. Uh, let's start with the the first one. Um, this, this video okay. forty million, forty million YouTube views for the official video for Irresistible. Forty million. Forty million views. They're all mine. No, they are not, Joe. They are not. I have better things to do with my time. All right. Are we ready for this fucking video recap? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for Caitlin's uh, in-depth review. It's honestly going to be extremely short because it's literally just... The same joke for four minutes. For four minutes. Like, literally, it starts and it's like some kind of like urban area and like people are playing basketball it's like a pickup basketball game and like they're clearly people who play basketball frequently and are like decent at it and then they're tall guess they're who buff. fucking shows up <laughs> it fallout boy it's and the they, boys and they all look like huge fucking nerds uh -huh. and they show up and they show off their clearly super nerdy outfits and it's like, of course, it's the same Fallout Boy trope as always, where Pete looks the hottest, Patrick looks like fine, Andy looks silly, but like in like an endearing way, and Joe looks like a fucking idiot. It's it's honestly hard for them to sell this to me because Andy's shredded. <laughs> yeah, Andy's uh, so ripped. <laughs> Andy's ripped as shit, y'all. Uh, that's what happens when you become a vegan. You become immediately ripped as shit. Yep. It's that's also your, that's your gift after. 
your sacrifice. Yeah, once you become vegan and you hate white people, you become immediately shredded. Uh, that's Goals. the secret. I have read uh, Andy Hurley's book. <laughs> I'm halfway there. I just got to get to vegan status and I'll be ready. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the I think it's like a minute or so of them just being fucking losers. Yeah, there's it literally it shows them like literally after they after it pans and shows all their outfits. It's just Patrick being like, we got next. And then it's just like minutes and minutes and minutes of them being bad at basketball. <laughs> well, there's a there's an added bonus is the thing. So the, the first minute goes by or whatever. The song is playing. They have a boom box, but then they hit play. But after that, like first minute, when you get to that first chorus is like, uh, who is it that makes the shot? Actually, is it Patrick? I want to no. say it's Patrick, but I can't. It's Patrick. I, I like lost brain cells while I was watching this video. Oh, here's the thing. Same fucking love it. <laughs> Patrick takes the shot. Um, and it's like this dramatic slow shot of it going towards the net as the like, the, I love the way you hurt me oh, is wait, like really slow. No, but he doesn't even make it. Yeah, he no, he even... fucks it up. It bounces yeah. off the backboard and then they all cheer like they're so fucking good. And yeah, that's and then all the of a sudden, the video. and then all of a sudden, so there's like a really hot girl who's like been like she did like the toss up for the ball and like like it's a fucking drag race. Yeah, literally, it's so silly. But anyway, there's this hot girl and like she's like watching and there's all these people in the stands and then like they kind of make like a gay joke, not in a mean way, but like. There's a dude on the sidelines with a beard who, like, makes eye contact with Andy, and Andy gets, like, heart eyes, and then for the rest of the video, he has a sign that's cheering specifically for Andy. I mean, I think that's and just because Andy's really good. I don't know if it's meant to evoke anything negative, I don't but... know. I only thought so just because of the heart eye shit. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> Something. Okay. Um, But yeah, there's all these people with signs cheering them on, and then, like, and they continue to be shit. And then at the very end of the video, Pete makes a basket and then that's the end of the video. And it, but like, like it keeps going, but like, it's clearly the end of the video shoot and they like break the fourth wall and like Pete walks up to the girl. He's like, didn't you see that I made the shot? And she's like, yeah, but the video is over. And then it cuts to weird footage of them acting in something completely different. And yeah, it's like an old, it's like a, there's the, the video ends with like a clip from, behind the scenes of i don't know what video it's like uh i have no idea the, what it's from but it's fucking the, sec wild. the second or third record where patrick's yelling at pete about wearing a wire but i don't know what the video is yeah i, I have I no idea I what it's from i don't recognize the wig that pete's wearing but it might be like 16 candles or something yeah maybe um, i have no idea um this video is one long meme shit post uh i love it, it really dearly is. like it's funny but oh yeah that's that's it that's i don't it. know why it's just a I, joke. Think I don't enjoy it as much just because i'm kind of low-key tired of them pretending to be like shitty nerds when they're not like when they're fucking fallout boy sure there's something so over the top bullshit about this one and i think that the tone of the song like carries it for me of like this is the self-indulgent bullshit that i'm okay with like i don't hate it but i'm just a little bit tired of this specific shtick yeah, I'm just I need to tweet just this image of like Patrick's head photoshopped <laughs> onto the buff angel. That's just what I want is the thing. Please. Cuz like do. yeah, Patrick um I'm just staring at it now. Patrick like there's like explosions on the screen and all these like uh edits or whatever. A lot of long close-ups on the old men in the audience as everyone cheers. But like it gets it escalates to like really absurd levels of like Pete on Patrick's shoulders in a trench coat. Yeah, and like Pat, like being ca Patrick being carried by Pete to dunk, and then still uh -huh. missing, still missing, um, <laughs> like just touching the net. Uh, Joe runs up in like a referee outfit. Yeah, he like halfway through changes into a ref outfit. Yeah, and then they hard cut to him like putting shoes on the the girl because it is it Foot Locker shoe store. I think so yeah, because it's like um, sports themed. Uh, but yeah, then eventually they uh. They they make that one free throw and and they get the one point up against ninety six the other team has and nobody cares anymore. Do you still have the video pulled up on YouTube perchance? I don't. I'm gonna link. It I to can. You. I'm gonna link it to you again because I want you to read me the top comment. 
Okay. Aaron Watson says, four years ago, I understand the video. Okay. So the guy's scoring symbolizes other bands getting bigger and bigger and Fall Out Boy not scoring symbolizes when they were starting off. People cheered them on. So that explains the references in the video. Clicking read more. Does it? Then when Pete scores at the end and everyone is leaving, that symbolizes right now slash when they came back from hiatus. Everyone is leaving because Pete scored, meaning they changed their sound. And now most FOB quote unquote real fans are saying, quote unquote, I miss old FOB. This shit. This is shit. I want old fallout boy. Me. Direct quote from me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it says Caitlin, which is weird. They don't I don't know what you were doing four years ago, but they. Uh... God, I don't either. Uh, what happened to them? They used to be amazing. Question mark exclamation point. Uh, the part where she leaves with the other guy and said the music stopped. That's not what she says. Uh, symbolizes songs over. Yeah, symbolizes people not liking their new sound and leaving them behind for other slash quote unquote better bands. I find it sad. Real friend, real fans wouldn't just leave like that. I'm a fo. It should be Anne. I'm a fob fan through and through. I love it all. I love them a lot. I hope you now understand the video. Smiley face with like five parentheses. Fucking the the fucking sure sweetie, but it's spelled sweaty. Smiley face. You know the one. So do you now understand the video thanks to their help? I feel like I understand it less. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I part of me wonders if they put any thought into this video. I feel like. Well, this person definitely put too much thought into the video. Yeah, like, I was reading that, I was like, I guess, but... No! (laughs) Maybe a little bit, but probably not. Anyway, there's a whole other video, Joe. I just got a text that was like, hey, you free? And I'm like, oh, well, no! I'm in it! (laughs) I got, like, another 20 minutes, bitch! Um... (laughs) So oh, the next video. The, this is the this video has more views. It has sixty eight million views as of now. Um, yeah. what are the date differences? Just under a year between these videos. Uh, the original came out uh beginning of twenty fifteen. This one's the beginning of twenty sixteen. Uh, this is the Demi Lovato feature. It's an entirely different video, and by yeah. that I mean is it is an it has like video. way more of a narrative, but like the narrative is also more confusing. <laughs> the narrative is. Because it's all based on a joke around NSYNC. Yeah, the, the narrative is we really liked the NSYNC video for It's Gonna Be Me. And then we had to make a Fall Out Boy parody version of it with yeah. Demi Lovato also is there. Demi Lovato is there. She's like working on like some conveyor belt as like the in, the old NSYNC toys go yeah. past. They make it they make it kind of seem like like there's that I Love Lucy thing where like they make the chocolate and then like it goes too fast so they have to like eat the chocolate or whatever. It's kind of like that except it's like for all the NSYNC dolls, like the foreman dude is really hyped on them, but then there's like Fallout Boy bobbleheads that he like throws in the trash. <laughs> And, like, Demi Lovato's, like, kind of into the Fallout Boy ones, and then, but then, like, she still has to throw them in the trash. And so it cuts between this, and then it cuts into, like, her and Patrick and, like, the band just singing. And, like, it's weird, because then, like, it goes to a toy store, and there's NSYNC dolls at the toy store, and there's also Fallout Boy dolls at the in, at the toy store. And the yeah. Fallout Boy dolls are, like, deeply disturbing once they start moving. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's the boys in the makeup. Um, much like it the makes original me video. Hella uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, the toy store is also run by uh Lance Bass, uh yep. known mostly uh mostly known for his role as Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts One. Uh-huh. Also, Demi Lovato weirdly works at the toy store also. I it seems like she's just there. <laughs> she's just, just she's just there. I will say, let me be on record, the parts where it cuts to them just like being musicians, Demi Lovato could step on me. Oh, sure. Like one hundo. Mm-hmm. Less so in the in the candy store outfit, which is funny because I think that's the one that they're trying to get people to be more into because it's like very low cut. Uh-huh. But like Demi Lovato from the singing part of the irresistible video could fucking just crush me. You're valid. Thank you. But the whole Toy Story narrative is weird because it's mostly just like 
Lance Bass being a shitty manager and like loving the NSYNC dolls and then the Fall Out Boy dolls escaping from their boxes and trying to get people's attention and then finally just like they just play music and then finally they they see them and Demi Lovato and, and Lance Bass like watch them play music. I do like the long shot of Lance Bass being like, yeah, this toy of me is pretty cool. I know. It's very funny. I love that he's just free for anything. Like, he'll just do Lance any Bass project. Lance is an American treasure. He's literally just like, you know what? I'm going to be on cooking shows. I'm going to be in this weird Fall Out Boy video. I'm going to be on The Masked Singer. Competition. I'm going to just, yeah, I don't give a fuck. You call Lance Bass, you get Lance Bass. Do you think we could get him on the pod? Maybe. This would have been the song for it, though. It would have. We'll just do a special interview episode where we talk about Irresistible again, because we like it a lot. (laughs) Just be like, so what's up with this video? So this video is like a little weird, right? Um, (laughs) The the makeup is like... So uh, creepy. It's a decision. The makeup is literally like, hey, have you ever seen Child's Play? A little bit. Pete looks like he's going to say Tunnel Snake's Rule at any given moment. He really does. It doesn't even look like him. No, it doesn't. And like, I guess like that's like that's the point, right? They're supposed to be like these doll versions of themselves, and like, yeah, the Patrick doll is so fucking creepy. It is. It's it's got the hat, but like the face is all kind of fucked up. Also, it made me kind of mad because like the doll outfits match the like outfits that they're wearing during the musical part. Except Andy is shirtless during the musical part, but the doll Andy is wearing a shirt. That's because they didn't want to make doll nipples. Well, probably they're cowards. Cowards. Um. So I looked up the original NSYNC video for this. Um. And I noticed something is that they don't look as terrible. Uh. And I was trying to think like, what's up with that? Why do they not look terrible <laughs> comparatively? <laughs> and I don't. It, there's there's something about the way it's shot or, or edited where it's like, uh, the movements don't seem nearly as fluid and i don't know if it's specifically shot or rendered with less frames per second which is what i would assume i think they also were just trying to like i i haven't watched that video in a long time but what i remember of it it felt like they were specifically trying to capture that kind of movement in a way that like the fallout boys are not they're not they're kind of just doing their own thing um and i think I just had a like a galaxy brain moment where I was like, these dudes are like incredibly talented dancers. <laughs> they probably yeah, have like a lot true. of control over their specific movements. And who knows if uh, the actual technology of what it was shot on just allows for like, oh, like, you know how like 60 frames per second feels like grossly too weird. Maybe it's that. Yeah. But um, I just I, I, I know there's like other media like. You almost can't tell it's them under the makeup. It looks like an episode of Robot Chicken. It really does. It's fucking uncomfortable. Um, but uh, fucking Justin Timberlake's ramen noodle hair uh is fine, and like the weird shit that Fall Out Boy does is just like <laughs> it's like un- it's like Uncanny Valley. I don't know. I don't know. It if it's really like- is Uncanny Valley shit. It's also like what if Child's Play was newer and smaller, mm-hmm. and I They're hate like- it. I don't know if it's less frames per second or just more frames per second because all their motions are very fast. Yeah, I I can't tell. It kind of feels like they're trying to elicit like a stop motion type thing. Yeah, that's why I was thinking maybe there's like they're skipping frames of movement. I don't remember what uh, I remember reading about a video game that renders its animations like that. I think it was like a, a Kirby game that was like we really wanted to look like the clay or the yarn or whatever. Oh, like Kirby's Epic Yarn or something. Something. There I remember reading something about one of those games that did like um th- that sort of like it skipped certain like every other frame um to make it look stop motiony. Um and that's the same uh effect I get when I'm watching like uh these five toy boys uh dance on the shelf. <laughs> uh it's like it looks like a t- it looks like toys. It looks like fucking stop motion video, and I don't. Yeah, it's but, weird. But also, like, it's very clearly them dancing in makeup. Um, what I'm saying is, Instinct nailed it, and Fall Out Boy didn't do their research to properly homage the greatest uh, artists of our generation. Um, <laughs> that's probably one of the more heinous things I've said on this show. 
It's certainly something that you just said. I don't know anything about the other three boys. I just know that, like, Lance Bass went on to be, like, this Sephiroth voice acting, he'll do whatever, just, he just likes to have fun in front of a camera guy, and Justin Timberlake just turned into, like, a really mediocre man. And I hope the other three are okay. Uh, I, yeah, I don't even know who the other three are. I'm going to be real. No, none of them voice Sephiroth. So I don't know. So, who could nor, say? Nor did they make Mirrors, uh, the best pop song that uh, comes on the radio. And you're like, well, fuck, this is what I'm doing for the next nine minutes. Sure. It's all right. I probably don't like it as much as I used to. But I remember thinking, <laughs> the, I remember thinking the first 2020 experience was a really good pop record. And wishing the second part didn't happen. Anyways, these have been my these have been my hot Justin Timberlake takes, my hot Justin Timber takes. <laughs> and uh, do you, do you have any closing thoughts on this uh, monolith of an experience we've shared, Caitlin? Um, I'm honestly just surprised that it ended up being so long. We had a lot to say about the song, and surprisingly, it was all positive. Yeah, no, this has been a wild experience. Like, I'm going to have to probably lie down after this. Mm-hmm. I was being so kind to this song that I'm just going to have to lie down. We've, we've shared so many feelings and experiences today, dear listener, with you. So as a result, please rate us five stars on iTunes. <laughs> please. Leave a review that says I, I cry every, every Tim. Or it's going to be me. If you leave, a, I would like a bunch of reviews that just say it's going to be me. I'm sure that's like great for SEO or something. Anyways. I just want you to review us. Tune in next week when we're an InSync podcast. Oh, Caitlin, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on twitter.com at C-G-N-A-R-S. You should keep it locked there because there's going to be a lot of shit happening in the next like two months. So Fuck yeah. The summer belongs to Caitlin, everybody. <laughs> summer uh, is, when, is when I am the strongest. Yeah. Uh, sun's out, gun's out. Me. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash ghost of Joe, spelled ghost of J-O. You can find the other podcasts I make, or me tweeting about Final Fantasy X, or retweeting my girlfriend's selfies. These are the, the few things Those that I do. Those are the three things that you can get from Joe. <laughs> That's it. I don't think we plug other stuff on this show, do we? Oh, we have the Discord. a- there's a Discord. Yeah, the Orange Groves Discord. You can find a link to that in the show notes. Uh, it's for the whole podcast network that we're on, which is called The Orange Groves. Uh, you can find that at theorangegroves.com. Check out other shows there, how to support it. Uh, you back also, that Patreon. if you support it, you can get all of the bullshit that Joe cuts out of this show from us and from other shows that are not this one. Mm-hmm. Yep, you back that uh, Orange Groves Patreon at $5, you get... All the cut content from the shows, and that that pile just keeps getting bigger and bigger uh, as the the as time marches onward. Um, what else? There's also the pairing playlist in the show notes because each week I pair a non Fallout Boy song with our Fallout Boy song. I like scoured my Spotify playlist, thinking there has to be something that has like that's a very similar synthetic bullshit horn noise. And I didn't really find that, but I did decide <laughs> to instead pair it with uh, the second JoJo opening. Which I get. It, it, it's a vibe that matches, so I get it's, it. It's high energy, good times. Um, I don't think any of the horns are like synthetic, but I, they're kind of like resampled and like cut through the song, and it's just it's good. Caitlin! Yes, Joe. Is this more than you bargained for yet? I think this episode is going to be more than our listeners bargained for, TBH. <laughs> Let us know. On the Twitter, we forgot to plug it. <laughs> oh, yeah. SWGD pod, baby. Let us know what you bargained for. Please. We like talking to you. Also, Joe and I like to shitpost. We sure do. Uh, you can find my, uh, my research when I tried to find photographic evidence of Pete Wentz dabbing. Um, <laughs> my, my search remains ever vigilant. I guess that's it. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you next Wednesday with a different Fall Out Boy song. Goodbye.
Welcome to Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even figure out what's going on, maybe. I'm Wheels. I'm Joe. On our show, we like to dive deep into the franchise's most pressing questions. Like, why is Kyrie never allowed to have any fun? How much did they have to pay to get Jesse McCartney to yell into a microphone about homework? How did Ventus get so small? Is Syx a twink? Why are all these main characters just the same boy? What are midi-chlorians? What did Sora's mom make for dinner? Is Tron woke? Why does darkness smell so bad? Are drive forms queer? Why doesn't Organization 13 own any pajamas? Is Aerith a cop? How many deaths is Mickey Mouse personally responsible for? Where do baby heartless come from? <laughs> what is Pete? Is Xena warrior princess a nobody? Find us on your favorite podcast app. Got, Got it. it memorized? memorized? That's the name of the show. <laughs>